0: Ayo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on. Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone to the Caribbean. Seven days and eight nights, got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light. Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky. From New York City to the USVI is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up, cause we about to run the be like light forest gone. Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a tent, cause we did the things, and we'll do them again. Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out, cause we got the drink packed. Yeah, we're maxing it out Everybody, come on I said, sound that horn Cause we gotta get away to where the boat leads from yeah.
1: All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the always-be-booked CruiseCast show Coming to you not quite live from the K-Compound Here we are, ladies and gentlemen What? Is this life? What are we doing here? Does anybody know which way is up anymore? Do we know what day it is? Do we know what week it is? Yeah, I mean, I think it's 2020, right? I mean, imagine trying to come on here and do a cruise podcast, right? And there's no freaking cruising today. Just so you guys know today. I was driving around. I do not. I try to do what you're supposed to do. I try to listen to what they tell you to do. Social distance. You know, the hashtag is stay home. Stay home. Everywhere you look, stay home. Quarantine. This, that. I saw an interesting, uh, by the way, interesting meme today. Somebody uh, Somebody said it's not a quarantine. Quarantine is supposed to be something that keeps the sick people away from everybody else. But this is the reverse of that. Listen. No political statements. I, I just thought it was interesting. The quarantine is supposed to be what you're supposed to do to this sick people to quarantine them. We are under quarantine and uh well we don't know. Nobody knows really knows what the numbers are as far as who has COVID nineteen, who doesn't. I guess, you know, you know, there's a lot of different stuff that's coming out. I guess let's touch on it for a second. The numbers are still crazy. The uh the reporting is listen, it's a mess out there. You know? I just encourage you, this is what I this is my PSA for the day, right? This is my PSA. Before you jump on something, before you jump on an article, before you start reporting and retweeting, whatever it is, learn what the hell it is first. You know what I mean? Dig a little bit or don't, but then don't post it. Don't repeat it. Don't, you know, die on the hill for these little sound bites that you're seeing. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot more involved than any of us know about. I'm at the point right now. You want my blanket statement. I know I talk about this on the Patreon a lot, but on the regular show, we don't. What I say is just kind of stay in your lane. And uh, when you want to say something and you want to put it out there, just make sure you have your talking points ready. Make sure, you know, all of our opinions on this are going to differ. I understand that. Some people are going to come with different point of views and perspectives based on their general core views on life and their ideology in general. I get that, but and I, and I respect all of them. I'm just saying come from a point of view where you've done a little bit of research before you start blurting out memes. You know what I mean? There's a lot of them out there, and they all sound cute, and they all sound good. Every one of them sound cute and sound good. They're funny. They crack me up. You know, or the, even the ones that, that make me think, you know, what I mean? some of them are just like thought provoking. They make me think, but not all of them uh, make sense. And a lot of them you look into a little bit. So right now here was, here's where we are. You know, it's, it seems like a blame game. I can't believe what I watch sometimes and I'm not going right side or left. I'm not calling aside. I'm not saying anything. I just can't believe the bickering that's going on. Based on whose fault it was, it who started it, who ended it, who uh, did, who, who who started uh, this process first, who reacted too late because of this. Listen, man, this is unprecedented. And sometimes you do. I I am a firm believer in sifting through the debris and figuring out who was at fault. I am also a firm believer that now is not that time. What the hell is this life we are doing? We got to look out windows. I mean, it's just crazy how it used to be. Is, is anybody out there starting to flip out? I am remarkably for myself surprising myself on how well I'm keeping it together. I do have those moments though. you know what I'm saying? Like today I just went for it. I just you know I just I put the mask on, put the gloves on. I just got in the car and went for the drive. You know what I mean? I heard, and I'm looking on Shipmate.com. Shipmate.com is that cruising uh, app on your phone where, you know, you can price compare. You can, um, you know, look and see who's on your sailing. You can look at photos. You can ship track. And I did ship tracking. And I was like, you know, it says there's a ship down near Lake Worth. I'm going to drive up and look at the damn ship because I haven't seen a cruise ship in far too long. Guess what? I'm home. The drive is over. I'm back inside. I washed my hands. I sat down. I put my feet up. I poured myself afternoon coffee because why not? And there was no damn cruise ship. I still have not seen the cruise ship. Said the carnival. You look on ship shipmate right now. It says Carnival Sunshine. Or sunrise is right off the coast of Lake Worth or Lantana or right somewhere in South Palm Beach or, or or Central Palm Beach. Nothing, it's not there. What is this life? What is this life? You drive by Trader Joe's, whatever grocery store, you see people with masks lined up around the block, ten feet away from each other, six feet, whatever. I don't have the freaking measuring stick. I don't have. A, it, it's just crazy to see. There's not a thing that would have prepared us for this. There's nothing. It's crazy. And you know what? There's still cruise sh- there, A cruise ship, we're going to talk about this in a little while. A cruise ship got back today. It was a world cruise. It got back to port today. It was supposed to be like a 126-day cruise or something on Costa. And uh, it was ended up being like a 113, 112-day cruise or something like that. But yeah, man, could you imagine those people? Those people were on a cruise. No COVID confirmed cases on that cruise. Think about what we've gone through for the last month and a half. Those MFers, (laughs) and I say that uh, in jest uh, with a little bit of a sarcastic, playful, I guess, jealousy. They're on a freaking regular cruise. Just a regular cruise. They're lined up at the buffet. They're at the MDR, they're watching shows, they're taking in the rays on the Lido deck with music and entertainment, smiling, getting texts from back home. Do you realize we haven't seen sunlight in 14 days? Do you realize we haven't had human contact? It's crazy. This is unlike anything, nobody would have been able to predict this. Can you imagine? I mean, what would you compare this to? I mean, this is like right up there with freaking, I don't know, like... If we found out that aliens were going to land on, on, on the earth. You know what I mean? It's just a new normal. That's what you're seeing a lot too. It's called the new normal. Every single thing in pop culture. Every single thing. Whether it's sports. We've had bad problems in the past. We've had disasters. You know, we can name them. We don't have to name them. But we always had things. We No matter what we had in the past. We always had unity. We had community with each other there was always some sort of common enemy we could look towards but there was still drinks there was still you know we were scared shitless but they we still got appetizers we ate appetizers together with our friends we had distractions like sports mike piazza hits a home run oh he did it for the troops <laughs> whatever it was i mean i loved it i i'm not i'm not poopooing it i, I you know i'm just doing a compare contrast to what we're going through right now what kind of broke ass Twilight Zone episode are we shooting here I don't know do you and I, I don't know when it ends that's the scariest part of it too as well you know what I'm saying do you know how this is gonna end yes it's gonna end yes we're gonna go back to normal yes i uh, I really do believe that I'm I'm sure of it. But when and how? You know what I mean? So there's no there's no magic pill. Okay, you know what? Everybody go to the drugstore, ask for this, they give you this pill. Tomorrow, boom, open it up. Go to a game. Have a shot. Have a drink. In fact, share a drink with a freaking stranger. That's not happening. Go sit next to 40,000 people at a concert, at a game. That's not, you know, it's not happening. You know what? You want to go on a cruise? Go ahead. You and 3,000 of your closest friends hit a cruise ship. That's the scary part, guys. That's, That's all I'm saying. My name is Tommy Casabona, and I am the host of the Always Be Booked Cruise Show. Now, we have, we do have. A spot on Facebook. It's a group. It's called the Always Be Booked Cruisers Ultra Lounge on Facebook. We get together there. We share stories. We have a community. We make fun of each other in a fun way. Uh, we do live streams. And that's the place where we kind of always get together. There is, if you are a, a fan of Instagram, you can find us on Instagram, Always Be Booked as well. Uh, what else? Uh, what are they? Well, I got to tell you, they, they usually say I'm an acquired taste. You listen to this program once or twice, you may be like, "I don't know about this guy what's this What's this guy? What's this guy talking to? He's a little crazy, but after you listen to it the third or fourth time, I've heard from what the people of the sea tell me. I like to call them cones." You'll find out about that a little bit more down the road, uh, that, they, that they 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 like the show after a while, and they become loyal. They email me. They sometimes come on cruises with us and things like that. They, uh, you know, that's what it is. By the way, email tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Uh, there's a lot going on here, guys. By the way, also, last but not least, during these times, it is a little rough for everybody right now, so I do appreciate everybody. Who is what I call a super cone? And when you're a super cone, you have subscribed to me on my Patreon, p a t r e o n dot slash always be booked, and there you get a show a day. We do twenty to forty, maybe sometimes fifty minutes on random topics. So it's a lot of times it's cruising, a lot of times it's not cruising. A lot of times we have random interviews with friends or people we've cruised with or influencers on on the show as well, and we have a good time. You know what I mean? Those are for the people who really, it's like I use the word companion. I'm with you every day. You know what I mean? We're here every day. We're in this together. And that's the one thing I will say about this whole thing. By the way, that's patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash alwaysbebooked. It's $5 a month, and you get an extra show a day. And it also is a huge, so very appreciated uh, show of appreciation for this show as well. So if you are so inclined and you can afford or can spare the $5 a month, always be booked on Patreon. Uh, Thank you guys for letting me say that. I don't like to, you know, badger you with that. But that's the one thing I want to say also is that, you know, that's the one saving grace, the one piece of comfort that comes from any of this. You know, I say it all the time. I'm so fascinated and curious to see what comes from this, whether it's cruising, whether it's life in general. What is going to come from this, I don't know what the hell you call it, this, you know, this this epidemic. This 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 2 3, I don't know, 4 month whatever it's going to end up being uh shift in our lifestyle. There's going to be both very very positive effects that come from this and there's going to be a lot of negatives you know this is still like i said on my patreon last night we're in the eye of the storm you know what i'm saying when you're in the eye of the storm whether it's a hurricane or whatever you know you're in it you're hunkered down you're safe you have enough food you have enough water you have shelter and you're in the eye of the storm it's right over you it's kind of like you're in the mix of it right The story that isn't told yet is when we leave that eye of the storm or when the eye of the storm passes us and we get in our cars and we tour the damage. What are we going to see when we tour the damage a week, two weeks, a month, two months down the road? What economic effects is this going to have? What kind of uh, psychological impact is this going to have? And uh, that remains to be seen. There is going to be a lot of good. I could tell you right now you go out and I hope we don't lose it. I hope we don't forget it because I will say this. Our generations have passed, you know, whether it's our, our parents, grandparents or whatever. There were always there was always a battle. There was always some sort of battle through this country. You know, the people who did, you know, everybody likes to shit on the millennials, but they woke up. And yes, through no fault of their own, basically were hatched into what is can be considered a utopian society. Is that their fault? Not necessarily no. So you know uh, greatness comes from uh you know uh, adversity. and think about the greatest generation. you know what I'm saying? Everybody says how great of a generation they were, and they were. Why? Because what they had to face themselves with. they had to go they had to there was a, there was this there was this thing called World War II emphasis on the word world and war. And then two, (laughs) the second one, it's not funny. I'm not making light of any of this stuff. I'm just saying, you know, and then I remember one time I was sitting with my um, uh, young. I was young. I think I was 17. And I was sitting with my 16-year-old girlfriend in her house in East Rockaway in New York. And her father, uh you know, he he was an interesting character. He would come home, and you know, I won't get too detailed into that. But he was he was an eccentric guy, and sometimes they would fight with his kids, or or there would be arguments in the house. It was a very very nice household overall. It was just it it was nothing out of the too out of the ordinary. But you know, he would sometimes blow up, and it was always not necessarily known what he was pissed about. And then one time he pointed to her and they were fighting and and he said something like, well, look at Tommy's not going anywhere. And I took that as like, who's this guy saying? I'm not going anywhere. Does that mean in life? And then she's like, who are you to say he's not going to? And then he looked. He's like, I'm not talking about that. He's a good guy. I'm talking about when I grew up and when I was in high school. Imagine being in high school. And this was his point. You went through your whole four or five years of high school, whatever it was, middle school, whatever you want to call it, junior high. His generation, there was not much to, like, you basically had war to look forward to. He was going to Vietnam. It was pretty much, the draft was in place. People were dying every day. And you had that to look forward to while you're skating through high school, you know, without a clue, without a prayer in our age, in our era. And that was me then. I was 17 years old, junior or whatever in high school. And he's like, Tom's not going anywhere. Tommy's not going anywhere. He's... We were going, we were going to the other side of the world to possibly die in a war. Where the hell did I get? Where am I at right now? I'm going to try to land this plane quick. (laughs) Welcome to the show if you're a new (laughs) listener. But the point is, is that we haven't necessarily as a generation after, you know, even even the wars that we had whether it was the gulf war or afghanistan or anything like that it wasn't any danger of us as a whole society having to get on a plane and go to another country and fight a war we never really were faced with a lot we, we didn't have to deal with a lot of adversity is all well my point is you know what i mean so i'm just saying like this is definite it's a different type of adversity It's a whole different brand of adversity, but it is adversity and nobody is safe from it. And we're all in it together. We're all battling it together. So that's the saving grace where there's good things that are going to come out of this based on changes that are made in our daily life. There's bad things that are going to come out of this that we haven't thought about either, whether it's, you know, whatever psychologically that it's going to have. Again, we're in the eye of the storm. We haven't toured the damage yet. And uh, there is also the saving grace has to be we have to realize that we're all in this together. We're all dealing with it together. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I'm saying a lot of this to put perspective on your cruises, too, because, you know, I do look into these Facebook groups and it, 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 it's my own, too. I, I just don't necessarily at this point think that we really, really should be in the phase where we're being pissed off about. We can't go on a cruise. I think about it every every at least every other day, maybe every day sometimes. When am I going to be able to go back on a cruise? There's very, very few things that I like more in this life than emerging from my bed on a cruise ship, stepping down, getting my run in, going to breakfast, getting showered up, and then heading back out onto the Lido deck to order that first drink. You know what I mean? You could say that that is a... Uh, that That is important. You know what I mean? Uh, it's frivolous. No, it's not frivolous. It's, it's, it's real. It's important. It's almost like, you know, it is spiritual for me, staring out into that ocean and feeling that little list or that little, uh, you know, the little way the waves with that little reminder from the Atlantic Ocean or the Caribbean Sea telling you that you think you're in control. You're in control of nothing. And that's not unlike what we're going through right now. We're in control of nothing. So. If you're having a little bit of a struggle with this if you're psychologically feeling this and feeling the pressure and feeling a little bit of uh you know uncertainty understand you're not alone you know we talk about it every day like I said on the patreon uh we go through uh, every week here we we discuss it and yeah just understand that whatever is going through your mind whatever you are thinking whatever you think you you know you might be going through you know' this is this there's some real weight to this shit out here guys you're not doing it alone. Everybody's thinking it. Everybody's having a little trouble falling asleep at night. Everybody's ha- thinking twice before they leave their house. Everybody misses their family and friends. Everybody's looking at the freaking Zoom Brady Bunch pictures and being like, what are we doing? Is this what we resorted to? I just tried to talk over my aunt six times. Me and my aunt keep trying to talk at the same freaking time, five times in a row. That's why... That's why. Uh, Uncle Sal in the corner is just shutting the hell up because he's not going to try to talk over everybody. He's just going to wait it out. This is what we're reduced to, looking at a computer and pretending it's normal. How many freaking DJs and yoga instructors are going to be made from this? How many? How many chefs are going to come out? I mean, I'm an online chef now. Congratulations to me. I'm an online chef. All we could do is battle, guys. All we could do is try to make the most of it and do whatever we can. All right. Let's move on. Let's get into it. Let me know what you guys are doing. By the way, like I said, we do have an uh, email. I would love to hear from you guys. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. We do read the emails on the show and anything you have in, have in response. Anything that you might think might help society out. You know what I mean? People need help during, this, uh, during these unprecedented times. And uh, it all helps. It all counts. I've been absorbing and consuming content, whether it's YouTube shows or podcasts, and you know, you take a temperature, you listen to these people that you listen to every single day, or whatever it is once a week or a couple of times a week. And normally, they're just talking about the day to day or whatever it is. And now you're listening to them. You're also listening to that. But you're also trying to take a temperature. How are they handling this? Everybody you see, you walk by somebody, I wonder what's going through their head. How are they handling this? guess what? They're all freaked out. We're all freaked out. So, you know what? Wherever you think you are, the playing field is le- is level. I definitely recommend, and, I, and I've i been doing pretty good at it. You know, I, I, I get up, I do a walk, I'm averaging about five miles a day. Uh, I do kind of try to get out a little bit. I understand, guys. Not everybody's going to feel like doing that every day. I've probably missed two or three days. You're gonna miss some days. You're gonna have those days when you wanna stay in, in your bed till four o'clock in the afternoon. I would just say, you know what? Good for you, do it. But don't do it too many days in a row. Don't do it. If you if you shower, drink your coffee, get the blood going. That's all I could say. I mean, who am I to preach to anybody? Who I don't know. But all right, let's get into some stuff. So uh What's interesting right now is going to see the lawsuits that come out of this. You hear in all sorts of talks about bankruptcy, and you see all these people that don't even raise their eyes to even give cruising the time of day, 365 days a year, or even when they do, if they do, it's to shit on them. It's to it's to curse the industry. I still, psychologically, that's an experiment I'd love to conduct. Why does the mainstream media feel that the cruise industry Is just such a fun whipping boy uh, or whipping girl to be PC. Why? You know what I mean? You know, we talked about that uh, Joe Rogan podcast, one of my favorite things to listen to. And Tim Dillon, one of my favorite comedians who's kind of up and coming. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast and they spent probably 20 minutes absolutely destroying the cruise industry. And in the most comedic way in this life, I feel like you got to be able to laugh at yourself. I mean, they were brutal on us. You should have heard what they were saying about us. We're not even people. <laughs> so I would say check that out. It's it, I mean, if you're gonna be if you're easily offended, don't because you'll probably be pissed off. But yeah, I, w- I found myself like a little a little offended through some parts of it, and I'm like, hey, hey. But I was ultimately laughing at it and ultimately knowing that they're coming from the most ignorant standpoint you could possibly think of. So I didn't give it a lot of, I, I didn't let it hold a lot of weight with me. So. I was able to kind of laugh it off and that's that's pretty much what I did. But it is uh you just you're just hearing all these different things that are coming out. The one thing people are saying now, uh you know, this article was from CNN and they're talking about all the um the cruise ship lawsuits that are about to take form. And uh there are lawyers out there, and you know how lawyers get. And it started the article was started like this lawyer was reading an article and they got pissed off, they just got irritated because the oh, come on, you pissed off equals dollar signs. That's what you were seeing in your head. Lawyers, uh, they're soliciting cases. What they're saying is that uh, a lot of cruise lines, and most notably Princess via Carnival Corporation, they're letting passengers. Board cruise ships that were known to have had cases of COVID-19 on board during some of their previous sailings. Uh, Now, lawyers are saying that Princess cruise lines should have had the knowledge that this was a very, very dangerous situation. And the most notable example that they're gonna give is that the Ruby Princess was still allowed to sail out of Sydney, Australia, and that sailing was on March 18th, and there were known cases. Of COVID-19 on the previous sailing. And the claims are going to be that Princess should have never sailed. Or at least they should have warned their passengers before they got on board. And that's pretty much especially since they had to deal with a very rough situation on the Diamond Princess in February. Uh, You know Princess is going to come forward with a statement. They're not going to go into a lot of detail during anything. Regarding litigation, but Princess Cruises has been, this is their statement Princess Cruises has been sensitive to the difficulties of the COVID 19 outbreak and what it's caused to our guests and crew. Our response throughout this process has focused on the well being for our guests and crew within the parameters dictated to us by the government agencies involved and that the evolving medical understanding and, and the evolving medical understanding of this new illness. Oh, man, so as a result of these alleged instances of negligence, several lawsuits have been filed against Princess and many other cruise lines to boot. Costa is being sued. Celebrity is being sued, amongst others. And I'd probably, you don't know, I I, I would think you're probably going to hear about more. Depending upon the success ratio or the traction they're gaining within those lawsuits, you'll probably continue to hear about more lawsuits and complaints being filed in the coming weeks and months most of these complaints are regarding either hiding information basically the cover-up or not being equipped with the right supplies and materials to prevent slash i guess what contain this uh this this disease um What's going to happen going forward? What's going to be the result of these lawsuits? Now, you don't know. I think you don't ever know. When it comes to legality, it depends on so many moving parts. What are the hot topics of the day? What judge do you get? What type of jurors are on hand? But legal experts are saying that it could be an uphill battle to prove to any judge or any jury that the cruise lines, now here's a key word here, are responsible. For this, And that their actions were, another key word, unreasonable under the set of circumstances that they were currently in. Uh, you know, we, we all know about the argument that goes back and forth regarding jurisdictions. You now, usually that argument in the past couple of months has been, should they get a bailout? Well, what's the jurisdiction? Well, they're not technically U.S. ships. They're flagged in other uh, nations. So why should they get a bailout? Well, oh, we know that argument. The argument there is because, well, the ships may be flagged in other countries, but these are still American countries who contribute heavily to the U.S. economy and the job market with all the shoreside jobs that they provide across the board. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about jurisdiction as it pertains to legality. Uh This is coming into play from a legal standpoint. Two companies that the cruise lines do not have to report to are OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Act, and the, uh, well, I should say two, I guess, uh, you know, documentation law legality is OSHA Occupational Safety and Health in the Health Act or the ADA, which is the Americans with Disabilities Act. You know, they don't necessarily have to comply to all the components uh put forth by those two pieces of litigation uh also what's going to make it a little bit difficult for these people that are suing the cruise lines now i said difficult i didn't say impossible i didn't say that it's not going to work out for them i'm just saying these cruise contracts i would love to know who actually reads the cruise contracts i'm sure a lot of you do but i'm sure a lot of you don't and it's been said that these companies are very protective by maritime laws that were written decades ago and don't even really have uh, much uh, much relevance today, you know, prime example being the Jones Act. Uh, there is an act called the Death on the High Seas Act, and that act was put into play, oh, about 100 years ago. It basically limits how much any maritime company is held accountable for uh based on how many miles at sea the vessel is at the time of the death or the injury or whatever it is. Uh, one prominent lawyer said that he would advise plaintiffs to say that this act is void because the failure to screen passengers happened while they were still on shore. Thus, Death on the High Seas Act shouldn't even come into play, basically saying that they could be sick. And that's what they said. The The difficulty of the case uh, is going to be how to prove when and how the virus was contracted and how to prove that Princess or any other cruise line for that matter was at fault beyond a reasonable doubt. You know? And I think we all know a couple of things that can come out of this. This is gonna be a knockdown drag out in, in in court. And what I see happening, and guys, I'm repeating this. I've said it before, this is me and you, we're talking at a bar. Okay? There's cruise uh content out there. And I always shout it out, and I always will say whatever you want. I don't care if you want hardcore information and you want somebody who's fully researched it all out and is going to give you factual information. That's Doug Parker at cruiseradio.net and on his podcast. Okay, he doesn't speculate doesn't guess i guess i throw stuff out there me and you are having a beer right now or we're having a coffee right now and i'm just kind of throwing anecdotal information out at you some of it might be you know something i think i think i predict i project but just keep that in mind i'm not giving you anything that is you know you should basically take anything more than just my opinion for lack of better terms. Uh, but you know what can come out of this stuff. And this is my prediction on this. All these lawsuits are going to come into play. They're going to go on for probably well into a year or two. There's going to be negotiations. And I think teams are going to come together. Teams of different legalities. I think, I think that most of these suits, most of these complaints are going to dissolve into one giant complaint. And I think there's going to be a payoff. Because I think if it goes to trial... I think the cruise lines uh, feel like they would have enough litigation, enough law power and the legal team to be able to win, but then I think that the plaintiffs can probably think the same thing, and then it's usually in the best interest to control the situation by the defendant, and the defendant is, excuse me, at whatever time or whatever place, very motivated to get this thing settled. And I think you saw that prime example being with the NFL. I think every NFL player at some point got some money, whether they wanted to or not, or whether they were looking for it or not, based on the fact that it was found that the NFL probably didn't do as good a job as they can preventing concussions and CTE and the, and the, and the adverse effects of those things for people later on in their lives and you saw that with a couple of suicides, a couple of erratic behavior uh situations with with former players and then here we go it's knocked down drag out in court couple of years and boom they settle on a dollar amount that everybody gets and uh you know it just you know it depends on what 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 happens you know what i mean how hard how ugly is the fight how hard do they go to war you know what i'm saying And then who wins based on, you know, and then they'll settle at something. That's what I'm predicting will eventually happen, whether it's Princess, Carnival, whoever it is. The industry, I think CLIA will get involved. CLIA's lawyers will get involved, all their power. They'll come and they'll get together with a bunch of other lawyers. And if you were affected on any of these ships and you jump onto this lawsuit, you'll be able to get some money is what I think will happen. I don't think I think it won't be as much as a case by case basis. I think it'll just be a blanket thing again totally my opinion. We will see. Um, Speaking of cruising and cruise ships, the last cruise ship belonging to a major cruise line, because there is another one out there, another one or two out there, the only major cruise line associated with a major cruise line anyway with passengers has returned today. And when I say today, I mean Wednesday, the 22nd. The Costa Deliziosa, the Man, they are running out of names for cruise ships fast, aren't they? I don't know. They better have better food on that. They better have good food on that cruise ship, right? You can't have, uh, you can't call yourself the Costa Deliciosa and have bad food. So on January 15th, this cruise ship set out on a world cruise, 100 plus days. Uh, she's back. She's anchored off the coast of Genoa in Italy. This was the last cruise ship at sea with passengers that were still on. Major cruise ship, I should say. Uh, they tried to get back today. There were rough seas. They were going to dock, but their seas were rough, so they couldn't dock. But about at one thir- about 1.30 p.m. today, they anchored and shortly after began unloading passengers into Italy. There were 1,519 passengers passengers on board with 898 crew. They were supposed to return to Venice on April 26th, but arrangements were made to cut this voyage a little bit short since there is currently a no-sale order going on. Now, while the ship was allowed to continue on with business as usual regarding their cruise vacation, they hadn't stopped for any ports of call, at least for tourism purposes, in over a month. So you know how you cruise, you get out, you run around the you know, run around the island and you come back. They hadn't done that in over a month. There were some passengers, now there were two caveats to that, there were some passengers who were disembarked but traveled home when the ship last stopped which was in Perth Australia on March 16th 16th but in order to get off the ship you had to prove that you had a booked flight in order, in order to even get off the ship you had to let let them know and show that you had a booked flight now the ship also docked in Barcelona also known as Barcelona in on April 20th and 183 Spanish and Portuguese passengers got off the ship, as well as 112 French guests. Now, the cruise was over for them. They were going home. There was an American on board, and uh, her name was Dana Lindbergh, and she told CNN that she had no idea yet as to how she was going to be getting back to the U.S., but apparently Costa mentioned that they were working hard to organize travel plans for everyone to get back to their homes safe and sound. On April 6th, a passenger passed away, but it was not due to COVID-19. That's one thing that we talk about a lot and the cruise lines don't talk about a lot is that, you know, people people are freaking out about deaths at sea and I'm not downplaying them at all, but we have to realize you so many times people pass away on cruise ships for a myriad of reasons. It's no secret. Now, we know cruising has gotten much cooler in the past four or five years with the mega ships and with the interest that the young people have taken in cruising. It's definitely been kind of going away from the reputation that it had, which is the newlywed, overfed, and nearly dead. Uh, but it's still elderly people. It's still people who like to eat. <laughs> Eat a lot. What are we do we lie to each other here. We don't lie to each other on this show. People who like unlimited food like cruising, but uh, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but people who, uh, you know, cruising is still a very much uh, elderly person-driven uh, form of vacation. So when you have that, you're going to have people that pass away. Sometimes it's heart disease. Sometimes it's natural causes. Sometimes it's whatever. People pass away on cruise ships. That's just what happens. And uh, somebody passed away on this cruise. If you have 120 freaking day cruise, the chance of somebody passing away are pretty good. So somebody did die on this cruise. But uh, the ship did alter its itinerary in the middle of the journey so as to avoid stops in Asia. Uh, there were no reports of any coronavirus cases on board. Uh, but there was one day where everybody on the ship was quarantined. Now, one passenger got sick and left the ship in Sicily for health reasons. Now, they did a test, and everybody was quarantined. So there was a little bit of a scare for a day, but that passenger did get a test, and it turned out to be negative, and the quarantine was immediately lifted. So that ship is back. I'm just kind of trying to imagine going through what we've gone through for the last two months, and these people were literally chilling on a Costa cruise ship sailing around the world. You know what I mean? I'm sure they felt it. I'm sure they got the reports. I'm sure, you know what, they, on the TVs, they would break into the cricket matches or the Australian rules football games that they seem to only show and uh, give you the news updates and things like that. And they probably got texts and it was probably no secret. It wasn't lost on them, the seriousness of what's going on on land. But having said that, they're just all together stuffing themselves into theaters, stuffing themselves into spas and gyms. And it sounds like this cruise ship, other than the fact that they couldn't port, they couldn't dock anywhere, man, they kind of they kind of dodged a good port. Now they're going to get off the ship now and they're going to enter into this world of mess. But they dodged a good part of it, didn't they? I'm not going to lie. I'm happy for them. You know what I mean? If so, I'm happy to know that somebody yesterday, as recently as yesterday, as far out of my mind as cruising is, and getting a drink on that Lido deck and just kind of floating around the ship like an amoeba. Just kind of letting the waves take me wherever I go. Somebody was doing that yesterday. If it can't be me, I'm just happy that somebody was. And here is to a safe return home for everybody. And hopefully we get back to this as soon as possible. So what I also wanted to do was do a little bit of a reaction piece. Now, there's an article here by The Points Guy. This is a pretty popular website. Uh... Gene Sloan, they do a pretty good job. I don't really dive into them too much, but I did see an article here, and I wanted to kind of dive into some of the things they say, and the subject of this article is nine ways cruising will be different when it starts back up again. So, again, I think what we're dealing with here is pretty much speculation across the board. This person is going to list nine things as to why and what what Is going to be different about cruising going forward. So let's get into it. The first one is no more self-service buffets. To some hardcore cruiser, we don't have to necessarily go word for word. No more self-service buffets, okay? Let's just react to that. They're basically saying that when you go to a buffet, you're normally able to... I was always worried about that. I'm not going to lie to you. I think every cruise line does a great job, and you see it more than any other form of travel, where the cruise lines do their best they can to get you to wash their hands because of the fact that it's already, you know, the reputation and what the, you know, the controlled small environment is and the closed-in environment, it can. Disease can travel pretty quickly throughout a cruise ship, and that's just stating the facts. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to deny that, but... Uh, you know, one of the things I always looked at was the buffet, the tongs in the buffet. That is a mess, okay? That is always a mess. You see people using their hands to just grab things a lot of times, and then you see people using the tongs, but then they take the tongs that they're using, and they just put it back down, and half the part where your hand goes goes right into the dish. So that's a part that always kind of grossed me out, and I just don't. I don't. I'm not the germaphobe guy. This cool, stew. two schools of thought on it you know what i mean you could be a germaphobe and be healthy and be disinfecting yourself 15 times a day or you can roll the dice and maybe because of that you develop a little bit more of an immune immune system and uh you know your body's a little bit more used to fighting things off that might be invasive to you so two schools of thought i'm not saying one is right one is wrong i'm more of the one that you know what I try to stay as clean as possible, but I try, I don't go psychopaths. So I don't go psycho about everything. But I do I d- did always notice that. Like this guy just came in from wherever. Who knows? He may have washed his hands after the bathroom, maybe he didn't. But now he's going to grab these tongs and they're going to be sitting in the fish. Half the tongs are going to be sitting in the fish. So, I think that makes sense. That's a big one. Now it sucks for their payroll cuz now they're going to have to have people During the buffet hours. To just stand there and hand you your food. And that's never good. Because you know we all go to the buffet. And we all grab whatever we want. And we like the fact that we can skip around. Move around. We don't have to have anybody helping us. We're independent when it comes to grabbing our chicken parmesan. Or we're grabbing our fruit salad. Or whatever we're grabbing. We always know when you get to that cutting station. When you got to ask somebody to lift a finger for you. A lot of time those people are disgruntled. Now that's going to be the whole across-the-board thing. There's going to be people back there, and you know what? I want that. I want give me a little bit of that. Well, you know what? I wasn't uh, happy with the amount you gave me, so I'd like a little more. And then you got to see their eye roll. You know what I mean? It's their first contract. Maybe they're not. They're going to smile at you. But if they're in their last month of their 11th straight contract, yeah, you're going to get the eye roll. Well, you deal with it. You know what I mean? But that's definitely I do agree with that. For the foreseeable future, you probably are not going to be at liberty to grab your own food. All right, the next one is restrictions on who can cruise. Now, this is a good one, okay? Restrictions. When cruising resumes, some cruise ships could offer off, could be off-limits for a time to older travelers and those with pre-existing medical conditions, those most at risk of complications from COVID-19. Before they stopped sailing in March, several cruise lines, inclu- including Royal Caribbean and Celebrity, announced that their are new rules banning travelers 70 years up from ships. Only those who had letters from a doctor saying they were fit to travel could board. Okay, see, that's going to be a problem. That will be a problem because do you know how much of the market share 70 plus 70 and over cruisers have? And what is going to be fit to sail? What does that even mean? Like if you are, it's got to be very, very loose. If you're going to tell me the guidelines are very loose and it's basically a piece of paper, yeah. Okay, because you're 85 years old. I mean, 85 years old, 90 years old, you can't cruise? Well, what, what are they going to put you through a stress test? What do you got to do, an eight-minute mile? What do you got to do? What do you need to see from a 75-year-old that allows them to cruise? That's what I'm trying to say. And if there's any sort of restrictions that are, you know, you're not worried about an 85-year-old that's going to, you know, possibly succumb to whatever he's been, whatever's been ailing him or her for the last 20 years. You know what I mean, you're not you're not worried about that. You're worried about a virus breaking out. So what do you mean fit to sail? I, I definitely want to hear more of those. What are gonna be the guidelines? What are gonna be what are gonna be the parameters that are gonna tell you that a 78 year old person can't cruise? What are they gonna come up with? Hips are probably destroyed. The hips can be destroyed, you know. Uh, they need people helping them get around the ship. Um, You know, anything contagious is the issue, right? Why would there be any change to anything regarding any of this, regarding something that's not contagious? That's what I would say. Otherwise, prepare to lose a huge amount of your market share, which might be. It's probably on this list. What might be might be by design because they want to lose a lot of their market share, not because they don't like money, but because they're going to sail with less full ships. We'll see if that's on this list as we continue through it. But all right. So we're continuing on new health screenings. Several cruise lines already have announced plans for temperature checks before passengers board, but the CDC's no sale order. Also called on lines to develop plans for onboard monitoring of passengers and crew throughout through uh, through temperature checks and medical screenings. What exactly would that look like is still unclear. Will cruises need to undergo periodic in person medical checks during voyages? That's going to be weird. Uh, they will. Will they need to fill out health questionnaires on a periodic basis? For now, it's all up in the air, but expect health screenings, screenings of some types to be a bigger element of your next cruise vacation. One possibility is that a passenger on some ships will be issued thermometers after boarding and asked to check and report their temperatures regularly. We could see this happening in particular on vessels that experience a flare-up of cases of corona-like, virus, uh, corona-like illness dur- during passengers occur among passengers or crew. During the coronavirus outbreak on the Diamond Princess in Japan, health officials ordered just this sort of thing of regular temperature testing among passengers. So that's what they're going to tell you to do. Uh, Of course, I think we're all prepared to have to have our temperature checked before we get on board. Some people are not going to like that, but it's an understandable measure that is going to be taken, I would say. Now you're talking about issuing people thermometers and having to, Uh, check themselves regularly throughout the ship. That doesn't sound like a a great vacation. And then what if you get a 99.5? What are going to be the parameters? What's going to happen? What's going to be the level that you're going to be? It just doesn't sound relaxing. I got to put a thermometer in my mouth, worry if I'm running a little hot, because if I am running a little hot, they're going to start quarantining me. And you know what that's also going to do for the industry? People are going to turn up hot on these cruises. It's going to happen. And then what happens when you have two or three people turning up hot? That means they got to be quarantined. An announcement has to be made. But Remember, we talked about it just a little while ago. There's litigation that's happening. They have to protect themselves going forward. If two or three people turn up hot, they don't do anything about it. They're exposed from litigation. So that's what's going to happen now. Now you're going to have to take temperatures throughout the cruise ship. Somebody's going to th- get a thermometer. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Now the whole shock wave is going to be sent through the cruise ship. Are we going to even be allowed to dock again? Well, three people have a fever on your cruise. We're going to skip Grand Turk. Okay, now we're skipping Grand Turk. Now five people have a fever. We, uh, we'll uh, we we'll let you know. We can't dock back in Fort Lauderdale. We'll let you know when we can. I mean, that's going to freak everybody out. So I don't know. I'm not saying it's not the right thing to do, at least for some sort of an extended period of time. But that's going to be a problem. if If they're telling you that... Everybody on the cruise ship is going to have to have a, their own thermometer on them and at any given time can be asked to re- record and report their temperature. That could change things a lot, change things a lot. I don't see that working out very well. Enhanced cleaning on board. I think we're all in line with this one. That's just basically a list thing. You know what I mean? Being in the restaurant business, I know how that goes. If uh, you do get cited with a couple of health Violations. It's basically, okay, what are you going to do to correct this? And you come up with a list. And yes, you work the list. Is it foolproof? The cruise ships that I see, that I've been on, are some of the cleanest, most, I mean, the crew does such a great job. They're cleaning things and then they're re-cleaning things already. And despite that, sometimes an outbreak happens. So what are they going to say? Extensive cleaning. Okay. Instead of cleaning this one area six times a day, now we're going to clean it 12 times a day. Maybe it'll help. I'm sure it will help, but it's just kind of more of the same that you've already been seeing. Um, there has been some different things. Uh, uh, let me see if they're listed here. Cruise line executives have already promised more robust cleaning on ships, and we expect to see a lot of changes in that area. Not that cruise lines haven't been on top of cleaning in the past, right? Uh It's already common on ships to see crew regularly washing and disinfecting rails, elevator buttons, gym equipment, other high-touch surfaces on a frequent basis, often several times a day. Cruise lines in recent years have aggressively pushed customers to regularly wash hands and sanitize their hands during, uh, during their time on ships. Anyone who has been on a vessel lately knows that it's almost impossible to get into any dining area without either washing your hands or using it. Well, that's not true. You can get they have the thing there. It, they, there's no penalty. That I mean what they're saying right here is not true. There's absolutely no penalty for not washing your hands or not using hand sanitizer. Now they're there. The hand washing sinks are there. The sanitizers are there. There are people with spray bottles asking you to get your hair. But if you choose not to, there is absolutely no repercussions for that. Maybe that will change. All right. I also heard things like they're going to increase the temperature in which a lot of in which a lot of the dishware and glassware is washed at. Uh, we're continuing on lower pricing. So far, we haven't seen crazy deals for cruises scheduled to depart later this year or in 2021. But the cons uh, the consensus amongst longtime industry watchers is that the deals are coming. Cruise lines are just waiting to see when they can resume service before kicking off heavy discounting. That makes sense. You don't want to make it look like it's a fire sale right now because you know what? You may not have to do that. There'll be plenty of time for cruise lines to start doing heavy discounting. There's no reason to be doing it now while you're not even allowed to sail. You know, it could work in the opposite way too. People who are hardcore cruisers may be so anxious to cruise that they're going to book. I'm kind of of that mindset right now. You know what I mean? I, I would, when, when I know we're allowed to go back to sea and I know we can, you know, I, I want to get something booked for mid, early to mid 2021. Uh, I would say, you know what? I'm really, I really want to get back to cruising. I don't necessarily need the best deal in the world. So they may be able to get a good run of people who are going to pay. I'm not saying, I'm not saying overpriced cruises, but at least on the higher side of normal, maybe. Uh, Less crowded ships. Yes, we were talking about that before. It seems almost unthinkable that cruise lines would run ships at least at less than full capacity. Operating at 100% capacity or even more than 100% capacity, thanks to the filling of third and fourth berths in cabins designated for two, has been at the core of the industry's business model for as long as anyone can remember. But some sort of reduction in onboard crowds may be a requirement for cruise vessels to and that will affect pricing so if the cdc or clia or whatever the government is going to agree that these cruise ships have to sail at less capacity i would expect pricing to not necessarily go down too much right it is not you know these cruise lines these cruise lines are uh billion dollar industries we know that but honestly the economics of it it's volume driven it's volume based the profits are driven by volume they're not the margins are not huge on what they're going to make off of you or off your friend or off of this or off of that the the margins the profit is based on volume having so many ships out there having so many people at sea which is why they just said they try to sail at at least a hundred percent or more capacity So if you're going to limit that and regulate that to being able to have to, you know, that volume goes away. So it's not even worth it for them to do that. So what they're going to do maybe, possibly, is just rely on those hardcore cruisers, especially if they have to not cruise at full capacity. They're not going to be able to operate at a profit. They're not going to be able to turn a profit if they're going to cruise at half capacity. So if they do, and if they're forced to cruise at half capacity, how could we expect the pricing to go down too much? Well, we'll see. They move on to fewer ships. Industry executives are holding out hope that the cruising uh, industry can resume as early as this summer. But that doesn't mean every vessel will be back at sea. In a conference call with the media on Thursday, last Thursday, Carnival Corporation CEO Arnold Donald suggested that cruising could resume at different times in different places with only some vessels coming back initially. I think that's written in stone right there. I think, you know, if you're looking for the entire industry to resume its schedule on any particular day, I think you're out of your mind. I think what you'll see is a slow rollout of ships, and I agree with it. Ships based in China, for instance, could be among the first to resume departures. Yeah, because we know they're reporting their numbers, right? (laughs) I don't know. They might be. China. I don't know. Are you cooking the books? Let us know. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let us know if you're uh, being honest about your numbers. If only if only because China has started relaxing social distancing rules ahead of other countries. Uh, Quote, because of that and that alone, it's possible that China could be one of the first markets where cruises cruises can be renewed. Arnold Donald said Um, there are other issues, though, not the least of which is where the cruise is going to go carnival corp is the parent company of carnival cruise line princess cruises holland america and six more major cruise brand, uh, brands in his recent research note uh Instanet cruise curtis instanets curtis i don't know what the hell this is never mind But basically, the point is, is that there's going to be fewer ships out there. They're going to roll out itineraries based on, you know, where the quote unquote hot zones aren't uh, per se. And as zones get less hot, more likely that they'll be resuming cruising in those areas. In, th- in those areas and that's really all you can say i can't knock that at all that's going to be much more understandable than telling 70 year olds they got to run uh the four by four relays before they uh, are allowed to get back on cruise ships um shorter closer to home itineraries one thing that's likely to, to be different when cruises resume are itineraries in response to a question from tpg on thursday what is the points guy? Okay, that's the website. Uh, the Carnival Cruise uh, Corps Donald suggested that the routings on the schedule for some of the company's ships could be revamped, at least for a few months. So if you could be booked and that's in the cruise contract, you know what I'm saying? You are entitled to a cruise for seven days. If anybody at any time, for any reason, under any circumstances that have, the po- that have any power whatsoever, decide that that's not the route you're going to go anymore... That's not the route you're going to go anymore. You have zero saying that. And uh, this is probably going to be exercised here as well. In part, this will be because some ports on current itineraries simply won't open. In the near term, once we start sailing, it's going to be different because I doubt seriously all destinations will open simultaneously, Donald said. There'll be different protocols and regulations and so on and so forth. Uh, in one place versus another. Very, very interesting point. But it's also the counterpoint that these places, you know, damn well are so reliant on tourism dollars that that is a huge conundrum that they're going to have. I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. What is going to be, you know, that's a lot of pressure. For the world leaders in the Caribbean or wherever else, any of the cruise heavy industry places that rely so much on tourism, most notably cruising, that is a decision of a lifetime. They have to decide versus, just like we are, uh, the economy, which is so vital to the survival of everybody, versus the immediate health threats that are out there. Do you let, you know what I mean? Because a lot of these Caribbean islands aren't getting blown away by the coronavirus. They're not getting hit in the mouth with it like we are on these mainland countries, right? Why would they want to risk that? All these people coming to their island. Why would they want to risk it? Because they need the money. I'm wondering how Grand Turk is surviving. I'm wondering how a place like Tortola, even St. Thomas, you know what I mean? St. Thomas is is, is a major city, major island or whatever, you know. Some of these places, I'm just wondering... How they're, you know, Grant Cayman. How much money Grant Cayman has to be losing? Ocho Rios, Jamaica, these places are getting crushed by not having tourism dollars. But does that mean they just want to open up their ports to people who are ships the, from countries that might be affected? That's a very, very interesting concern, a very, very interesting decision that those the lawmakers of those countries are going to have to make. Uh, what else do we have here? Relaxed cancellation policies. We've seen that come into play already. You know what I'm saying? You know This is going to be a fluid thing. Who's to say that a lot of the big concern is that this is going to come back. It's going to go away for the summer. And then it might. we're in danger of it coming back in the fall, right? That's what a lot of people are saying possibly could happen. And then if it does come back, at what level does it come back at? And then if you want to cancel, can you cancel If the cruise line wants to, uh, you know, have a maintain their good reputation from a consumer standpoint, they're going to have to say, listen, we understand if you're concerned for your health, we're concerned for the health of our guests too. So yes, we will relax our cancellation policy. They're doing it now, but when this this whole thing goes away, Will they continue to do it? And God forbid if it does come back at any level, will they re go into the whole cruise with confidence thing and all those cute little names they're putting on their cancellation policies? I don't know. So that's what the, you know, that's what the, the points guy has to say. And again, the writer of this article is Gene Sloan. I think it's a good article. I think I think they bring up a lot of good points. What points did they miss? Hit me up Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let me know what you think. We could be looking at as far as changes in the industry. All right, let's get into your emails, ladies and gentlemen. Your emails have become a lifeblood of the show. If you guys want to be a part of the show, you can do that. I will react and read your email on air. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. We like them all. We like a little bit of a uh, mention of the show. We like you talking about cruising, some of your favorite moments about cruising, if you have any questions, if you have any corrections, because I'm sure there's plenty of those. But we want to hear from you at Always Be Booked. Tommy at AlwaysBeBooked.com. Just a reminder, if you want an extra show or oh, a day, a show every day, you go to P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot slash always be booked, and for five dollars a month, you get an extra show a day. It's a cool little super cone community that we have there too. So check that out. Hey Tommy. So I'm working uh so oh I'm sorry. I'm working on an MSc for November twenty first, but come on, he's not booked is what he's trying to say. I'm working on an MSC for November 2021, but come on. I had two cruises canceled due to the virus. The first was this April 2nd on Carnival Miracle, your first ship, out of San Francisco. Go Niners. That was canceled by Carnival. I like this email. I opted to take a future cruise credit and $300 Onboard board credit. We will take a short replacement cruise sometime in the future, but we haven't booked yet. The second cruise was this summer on ovation of the seas to Alaska. My in-laws, in-laws canceled early in the virus scare, and I believe Royal has canceled all 2020 summer Alaska sailings since. Uh, there is a plan to reschedule for 2021, 20, but who knows? So, I am unbooked, Boo. Juan, Juan, thank you for the email so much, and you guys might know Juan, Juan is a very, very long-time listener of the show, a very, very valued contributor to the show, an appreciated contributor to the show, and he may most ring a bell for the person who has only called into the show and wrapped the intro song and he did a great job and he had a very unsuccessful attempt and campaign of getting you guys to try to turn in your version of the song. And if you want to do that you still can. 323 three, getaway is the phone number and if you would like to I know you got time on your hands right now. We all got time on our hands, so feel free to send in your version of the intro song wrapped all aboard and welcome. It's about to be on, you know how it goes. Let me know if you'd like to do that. Just, you know, one would love it. I bet one was trying to do a call to arms. He wanted me to kind of patch them all together and let the listen. There's no way that could happen. One. Cause I mean, really who's going to stay on beat for that. Maybe if you played the beat in the background, maybe I could do it. Sound quality could be an issue too, but you did a tremendous job. And, uh, You know, normally, Juan, I would give you a hard time for not being booked. Name of the show is Always Be Booked. So that's if you're going to, you know, there's one thing we don't want you to do is to not be booked. You're not booked. This, you get a pass. These are crazy times. I am sorry about all the cancellations that you've been hit with, Juan. It's not fun. It's not a great time to be an avid cruiser. But I do believe this will pass. I know you and your family will cruise again. Uh, and it's, it, it's going to be what it's going to be. Yes, nobody's going to Alaska this summer, I don't believe. Another unprecedented announcement that was made that was that nobody's going to be cruising out of New York, I think, through the end of the year. New York is not an option to cruise through the end of the year, which is out of control. Understandable, cause, because of how hot New York was as far as a hot zone, but it's... um. It's the truth. It's going to happen. But one, I do appreciate the email. I appreciate all your emails and all your contributions to always be booked as a whole. Moving on. Yo, my name is RJ. I'm a longtime listener of the show, but it's my first time writing in. My wife and I love cruising and we love following all of the different cruise content online from podcasts to YouTube shows. I must say, though out of all yours might be my favorite well might come on let's let's take i'm just kidding uh that's a very nice compliment because there's a lot of great people out there doing this i seem to mesh more with your personality and what you like to do on a cruise as far as drink a lot and have a good time haha i just want you to know that i appreciate everything you're doing the only question i have is if you have any group cruises coming up i think my wife and i might uh, would have fun hanging with you guys. We're a little younger, 25 and 20. I think I read this one already, didn't I? I might. Have, oh, geez, I'm so sorry. RJ, if I just wasted everybody's time and I read that one already, I do apologize. But yes, it sounds familiar. I don't know how it snuck in there because I feel like I did it in the order of. Uh, that had to have jumped out of order for a second. But RJ, I really, really do appreciate your email. And yes, we would. Uh, it does sound like if you like to have yourself a couple of drinks and do the things, quote unquote, do the things. Yes, we would be in line with your type of cruising, and uh, you're more than welcome. The group cruise that we have coming up is on the uh, Carnival Magic on November seventh, and we are looking at a Norwegian Freestyle cruise, hopefully a um, a ship driven, a ship driven itinerary which will uh, be on one of the Breakaway Plus class ships, ideally. But stay tuned for that. That should be between March and May. We will be finalizing that soon. Dear Tommy, I hope you're staying safe, sane, and supported during this shelter-in-place stance most of America is in at the moment. To keep some levity in these trying times, let's start out our very own always-be-booked Cruising Hall of Fame. You can only induct three out of the 13 officially on this inaugural ballot. Candidates can only make the ballot three times before no longer being eligible. Here is my ballot for you to induct the first three inductees into the ABB Cruise Hall of Fame. Who goes in first? All right. So this is from DJ, DJ, and he ends it with. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> so DJ put listed like thirteen things here that he wants to, and it's it, it's a it's an amalgamation of people, things, places, uh, and he wants me to induct three people into the always be booked cruising hall of fame dj i absolutely love this idea and i think i am gonna put it in place uh it's hard though you know what i mean the last thing i want to do is be out here insulting people and you know that people are going to get insulted i wish i had some sort of a a committee that i could blame it on when certain people or certain things don't make it But you want to play this right now? I'll play this right now. I have not even looked at your list yet, but I see your list in front of me, and I will read off the whole list, and I will pick three of those things that have to be inducted. Now, I don't know if this is going to catch legs. I don't know if we're really going to have an always-be-booked Hall of Fame. Maybe we will. But let's have some fun with this, at least for today. He says, Mickey Harrison, who is, you know, if you don't know, he is the – Owner of Carnival Cruise Corporation. Toe for the Dog. Doug Parker of Cruise Radio. The St. Thomas. Oh, there's an excursion. Excursions can make this list too. The St. Thomas Mountaintop Excursion. Mario. Super Mario. Salcedo. Why wow, you know his last name. Salcedo. Salcedo. Bolero. <laughs> Random Boleros. Boleros is, Super Mario, by the way, is a Royal Caribbean legend. He's been at sea. Well, he hasn't been at sea. Where is Super Mario right now? Is Super Mario in some Royal Caribbean treehouse somewhere until they resume sailing again? Anyway, Super Mario is a guy who had like basically how many years at sea? He hasn't gotten off a cruise ship in years. Well, I'm sure he's gotten off the cruise ship, but he's basically his home has been a stateroom for several years now. I wonder where Super Mario is right now. Let me know if you know where Super Mario is. Tommy at AlwaysBeBooked.com Boleros. Oh, my God. He put, he lists the ultimate drink package as a possible inductee to the whole thing. Oh, my gosh. DJ, you are actually a funny dude. Ladies and gentlemen, I now induct. Who accepts the award? If I induct the ultimate drink package in, who 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 accepts it on its behalf? Joe Farkas, Cruise Tips TV. So you, I'm assuming you mean the whole family, Sherry, Mr. Cruise Tips, Tips TV, and Junior Editor. So there's no names mentioned there, not unlike Cruise Radio where you mentioned Doug Parker. Cruise Tips TV, I guess, is uh, is an entity in itself. NCL's White Hot Party, which is now the Glow Party. Okay. Um, Chris's Stitch costume. <laughs> This is beautiful. I love this. Matt Mitchum. uh, The board that kept selfish-ass Rose afloat at the end of Titanic. Yes, Rose is selfish. I don't care what you want to say. Rose was out of line for that. Out of line in so many different ways, and I am stealing somebody else's rant. The guy's name is Don LaGreca, local New York radio, ESPN radio on the Michael K. show. He's 100% right, and I'm going to repeat his sentiment, okay? This chick rose. I mean, she came in. She got on board a selfish uh, princess, and she ended a selfish princess at the very end, too. Are you kidding me? They're barely—first uh, of all, she gets on the ship against her will— Marrying this guy only for money. Now all of a sudden this guy Jack wakes up a different side of her. Her spiritual, her wild side, her adventurous side. Now she's a new person. And then she takes him for everything. For all whatever. Uh, they, they bang it out in the back of a car on board. Some car that's being shipped across the Atlantic. They banged it out in the back of the car. Then what happens? The, sh- the ship is going to sink, right? She takes the whole board for herself. Oh, don't ever let go, Jack. Don't ever let go. Guess what she did? She let go. She eventually had to let go. Now, I don't blame her for letting go. She had to let go because who wants to hold on to a corpse? So she let the corpse go. But maybe it wouldn't have been a corpse if you would have scooted over six feet and given some room on that board. And then if that wasn't enough, they bring her back to the scene of the crime. She still got that priceless priceless rock, and instead of giving it to her family to enjoy the wealth, to get out of that shack they're living in, she throws it into the sea? Nobody talks about it, but Rose is a villain. Rose is a cinematic villain, ladies and gentlemen. Prove me wrong, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let's get on to the induction here. Okay. Doug Parker, Cruise Radio, first and only unanimous first round, first ballot Hall of Famer. Okay. Just take that off the list. Doug Parker of Cruise Radio gets it. Done. Now I got to choose the other two out of all these things. I'm going to stay away from the quirky, inanimate objects. Okay. I will do that. Uh, Second inductee. I'm going to go. With Cruise Tips TV, Cruise Tips TV has been around a good long time, and they've been doing a, a great service to the industry as a whole, a great service to all of us, uh, you know, staunch, uh, avid cruisers. So I'm going to give it to Cruise Tips TV, Sherry, Mr. Cruise Tips TV, Junior Editor. I don't yet know why we don't use names there, but we don't use names. Aliases, but we'll go with it for whatever reason. I will give that the respect it deserves. Cruise Tips TV is also first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, Doug is the only unanimous. Okay, pretend I'm five people, and I have to vote. Five of me have to vote. Five unanimous first ba- ballot Hall of Fames to Doug. Cruise Tips TV is going to get three, three votes, and then I got to pick somebody else. One other thing on this list. I haven't narrowed down right now. I haven't narrowed down to Joe Farkas, Super Mario, Topher the Dog, and Mickey Harrison. That's who I haven't narrowed down to. Who's going to get the third pick? On the first ballot. Remember this is the first ballot. Remember this does not mean all these other people can't make it in. We're talking first ballot here. They can get brought back into the fray. And be up for consideration at a later time if I'm not mistaken. This is tough. Ladies and gentlemen this is tough. It's not going to be Joe Farkas. Although that's very very hard to not put him up there. He's a cruise ship designer. I think he eventually gets in. I don't think he gets in today. I don't think he's first ballot. Um, I'm not going to give it to Mickey Harrison because Mickey Harrison, as much as he may deserve a lot of it, corporate. You know what I mean? Corporate, owner, billionaire. Not not the choice of the heartstrings. You know what I mean? Although he probably could and shouldn't, well-deserving. He's not getting it on this run because he's not the people's choice probably. So we're down to Toe for the Dog and Super Mario, ladies and gentlemen. Give me a moment. Give me a moment here, please. I am going to go. This is tough. Toe for the Dog or Super Mario? I'm going Super Mario. Super Mario because he's a human being. And he spends his time on cruise ships. Uh, Topher is a dog, a beloved dog, a dog that has, you know, worked his way into the lives of so many of us cruisers. Uh, And I'll also say that a lot of people will probably be mad because we live in a dog culture. And uh, I have no problem with, with, with dogs. I have no problem with the canine species. But Topher probably doesn't know what a cruise ship is. I will say that Super Mario has dedicated his life to cruising. So the first three inductees into the always be booked Hall of Fame first ballot are Doug Parker from Cruise Radio, Cruise Tips TV, and Super Mario of Royal Caribbean. Congratulations to you guys. Uh, You can make statues out of all those people. You can't make statues out of um, the drink package. Matt Mitchum, you got here too listed. Matt Mitchum's too early in the game. You know what I mean? He's a sensation. He's a phenom. Uh, John Heald would have been a tougher call. If you would have put John Heald on there, I would have had a big decision to make, a very, very much more difficult decision to make because John Heald probably would go in over Super Mario. Super Mario. But you didn't put John Heald on this, so he's going to have to wait, and maybe he'll make it his way onto another ballot. I am sorry for everybody. You know what I mean. I'm sorry for Matt Mitchum. I'm sorry, Chris, for your stitch costume, and I am sorry for that board. The board has nothing to do with it. I have no problem with the board, but Rose, you are a cinematic villain period end of story hey tommy it's todd todd travels from trivia uh feel free to throw any questions my way regarding your project if i don't have answers for you right away i'll get them for you i'm so close to i'm so close that i just have to walk about 400 feet from my building to the front door at the river walk with a port uh with a view of port miami thanks for hosting a great evening of fun todd todd is talking about a um possible venture I'm looking into. And at that time, I think Todd, I think you were talking about when I was thinking about looking for a location to host a uh, day zero nightly party before people cruise in South Florida. Obviously, we know this is the cruise capital of the world. So many people come in uh, to cruise that it would be a shame with me down here and me being sort of, if you want to use the word influencer with the cruise community, I would love to host a party every night at a, a participating bar or location. I've moved on and graduated to the possibility of just purchasing a bar you know what i mean with some help financially i would definitely need some help good amount of help maybe uh, a lot of help uh but investors across the board if anybody um would be interested in that sort of thing i'm not talking to you guys i'm talking about people who in my bar life bar you know my my the people that i've come through in the years i've done business with i've been asked all the time when are you going to open a bar why don't you open a bar let me know when i have money i want to invest now have i stayed in contact with a lot of those people through the years some of them yes some of them i haven't we will see uh with you know whatever resources i can come up with with anybody else you know that i know from my bar restaurant past that does have disposable income and they'd like to invest too i have decided to undertake the project of looking for a venue that i would possibly look to open up as a bar and yes it would be a regular bar most of the time all the time it would be. Bar, restaurant, food, entertainment, whatever—all that stuff—and just do the stuff that I've learned over the years to make successful operations out of pretty much anything that was put in front of me. For the most part, I mean, you say when I had a fifteen, sixteen project, I've had a miss or two. You know what I mean? Where I can fully explain why those misses happened, and I could have uh, probably, you know, I was put there. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was, I was uh, given those opportunities. If you had asked me, would those opportunities? Would I have chosen to open locations under those circumstances during those times? I probably would not have, but you know, I was getting a salary to do so, so I did. But uh, I feel like you know, when I have an eye, I have an eye for good projects, I have an eye for running a good operation, I know the ins and the outs of the business, and uh, based on the success that I've had, I, I do know that. We, we would be successful and we will be successful. So I will be kind of sending a little bit of a package around to certain people that I've worked with in the past for the possibility of opening up an establishment. And yes, aside from being just a regular eating and drinking establishment, I absolutely would look to have it in a port area, an area where people fly into on day zero, the day before their cruise, and hopefully, you know, attach some aggressive specials and gear towards the cruising community in that regard. So that's where we're at with that. But I do appreciate the offer, Todd, and I definitely will be hitting you up. It's cool to know that you're right down there in Miami. And either way, we should definitely uh, kind of get together and at least talk about some things. And, you know, if nothing else, just have a drink and talk some ship. You know what I'm saying? Todd, thank you so much for the email. Good morning, Tommy. I am a recent supporter of the Patreon and have found your content helping me remember the happier days at sea until I can again as well get through the grind of working from home. Uh, A few questions for an episode. Uh, I am looking at doing a sailing on the Carnival Horizon to the ABC Islands and wondered if you had any suggestions of activities while in port. I can get a really good rate on the June 27th sailing, which happens to be also the first sailing back for Carnival. Jesus you are uh i don't uh let's let's move on what you th- what do you think will be the vibe uh the first sailing back i personally expect things to be off the charts given the crew will be happy to be serving guests again and the cruise director and staff will want to deliver uh, an experience like never before additionally i would think that these initial sailings will be mostly the diehard cruisers however i also know there will be an adjustment period as everyone adjusts to the procedures and protocols. Would love to get your thoughts. Keep up the great work, Chris. Chris, here's my feeling on that. I think it's that I do think there will be sailings that resume at that time. June 27th, I think we will be back to sea. But how do you know if that sailing is going to go? You know what I'm saying? How do we know if that Carnival Horizon sailing, because I think we all agree that they're going to be coming back in a limited capacity. So I would be nervous about cruising on that date i do agree with you i think people would be looking forward to getting back into it i think the cruise industry as a whole the uh staff the crew on board will throw an ultimately good experience i don't think you're gonna have to worry too much yeah there will be some missteps if you are the sensitive type that uh you know really likes to go up there and yelp and complain a lot if you expect and demand the level of service that is Uh, on a high level all the time and it really, really affects your... I'm not knocking you. If it affects your vacation, if your drink might be late or your food might be undercooked and that can't be redeemed by an exuberant staff, like you say, I do agree. They will be ready to party and ready to rock and roll. I I think it'll be a fun cruise back. But yeah, if you demand... Uh, every step along the way be perfect, that might not be the sailing for you. It sounds like you're a pretty chill dude. So I think you would. I think in your instance, if the thing was fun, if it was a great cruise at a great price, and yeah, you know what? Some of the things weren't 100% in line with they normally how they normally are. I think you probably would overlook some of those things. So I think it would be a good sailing to go back on. As far as the ABC islands, Curacao I've been to a few times, and you know what? It's more like, what are you doing, Curacao? Curacao. The only thing I've ever done in Curacao... Oh, actually, no, I walked around the city. That 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 cool little it's it's a lot of it is just markets it's money grabs but the bridge is really really cool that you get to go over the moving bridge uh I did go on a tour which allowed me to go through a bunch of caves and that was a really cool experience you were looking at bats you're looking at almost like what they basically are is sort of like cenotes when you're in those areas when you're in Aruba the ABC islands you are essentially on islands that were underwater for thousands of thousands of years. And they emerged up from the water, whether it's volcanic activity, I don't know. But now they're land. Now they're islands. And you are seeing a lot of that uh, limestone and those, uh, what do they call them? The, um, I forgot what they call them. Shoot. Ones that come up the ground, come up from the ground, they're called one thing. Ones that hang down from the ground. Other. You can't take pictures because the sunlight affects them in certain ways. What are they called? The little pointy things that shoot out. Somebody will say it to me. I won't even have it. I could tell you when I just forgot something as far as, plus I don't know it. I don't know it. I don't have it. You guys might know it. What are they called? You're in a cave. You're in Aruba or uh, Bonaire or Curacao. And those, uh, oh, shoot, the limestone little things that come up. I don't know. But I do that. I would do that. There's an aloe factory there that people say is cool to tour. Uh, The beaches are beautiful. A lot of times when you're in Curacao, for whatever reason, you're there late. So maybe a sunset cruise, things like that. Aruba, there's just, you name it, you could do it all. Several different beaches. Uh, the Arakok National Park, definitely. The uh, four-wheeler, that's the one thing I want to do that I haven't had a chance to do. And that's the next thing, I, next thing I, next time I go to Aruba, I'm doing it. I'm getting a four-wheeler, an ATV, whatever you want to call it. I'm scooting around the desert. Uh, the... Um, the, the 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 Renaissance Hotel is a cool place, like a little resort for a day type feel. Uh, you can go take a, a a little boat to Renaissance Island where you can hang with the uh, pelicans or the uh, the flamingos. Really really cool. You go to Baby Bridge. You can take a tour. You can uh, some of the best food in all the Caribbean. Definitely in the Southern Caribbean is in uh, Aruba. Uh, What else? What else is it? There's so many party buses that you could take. They seem like they're having a blast. That's one thing. I had a little FOMO when I'm driving around in some sort of tour in Aruba watching these party buses uh, run around. Some delicious seafood, uh, Palm Beach, uh, some good diving out there. You could do some shipwrecks. So much to do in Aruba. What am I missing? I'm missing something. Probably missing a lot. But Aruba is a great place. Aruba is a really, really cool place. Definitely check that out. Um, That's pretty much it, guys. I really, really do appreciate you checking out the show. Don't forget about the Patreon. Don't forget about the Facebook group. Uh, Always Be Booked Cruises Ultra Lounge. Join us. Be a part of that. If you like the show, thank you very much. If you're just getting into the show, please, we're an acquired taste. Listen to a couple of episodes. Listen to some back episodes. Instagram, Always Be Booked. Uh, Email me, Tommy, at alwaysbebooked.com. We do have a YouTube channel. Check out Always Be Booked on YouTube. Uh, check out the lime stri- live stream. We're doing a uh, uh, Facebook happy hour this Friday. We've been doing it every Friday. Bring your drinks. Bring your sunscreen. We go live, 5 o'clock on Facebook, and the Always Be Booked Cruisers Ultra Lounge on Facebook. I want to thank each and every one every one of you for, th- for listening. You guys are the absolute best. Boat drinks, cones. There's
0: a place where the boat from it takes away I love your big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Take one part sand one part sea And one part shade of a 9 on tree And the drinks set cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves Jimmy from. Perfectly good island somewhere We'll all ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down Put me down And when I fall on my stool Put me down I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine 10 ladies And pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that are playing There's a song in my ear That I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leads from it takes away. I look your big problems. You worry worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leads from. So get away. To where the boat leads from, it takes away. I look your big problems. You worry worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the So get away. To where the boat leads from, it takes away mm-hmm. a look at big problems. You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leads from.